0: All right, and a good afternoon, pleasant good evening, good morning, whatever part of the day you are in to everyone out there. You are listening in on the ABC7 Sports In Between the Lines podcast. I am the one they call the X Factor Xavier McKnight, and I'm here with James Hill. James, it's been a week now. Have we decided on what your nickname is going to be yet?
1: Actually, I think it's still a work in progress. Uh, As I said, there are three different names out there circulating, if you will prime time, but we know that's all about Deion Sanders. You looked at James Worthy with Big Game James, really enjoy that one because it's a big game name, nickname, and then you look at Real Deal, and obviously you know coming out of Georgia, that's Evander Holyfield. Uh, So for right now,
0: uh, that decision has not been handed down yet, but uh, let's just go with James Hill. All right, we're going to continue to go with James Hill for now. But, James, I will just go ahead and tell you. They call me the X Factor, but that's also the name of a famous TV show. So don't feel bad if primetime does indeed belong to Deion Sanders. You can take that, too. You're more than deserving of it. But uh, we just completed our second week of the ABC7 Sports Department here. James and myself couldn't be prouder of the work that we're out here putting in, the connections we're making here in the Suncoast communities of Sarasota and Manatee Counties. First off, a huge shout out and thank you to everybody who has allowed us to come out and be able to tell your stories. We would not be able to make any of this possible without you saying, we want you to tell our stories. We want you to come to our games. We want you to come to our practices. We want you to get to know us. We want you to come to our events. So a huge thank you and a shout out to everyone out there with that. But before we get into the topics at hand here for today, Let me just say it is scorching and it is sweltering outside and more than anything we hope that everybody is staying hydrated for the most part.
1: That's right, Uh, obviously record heat uh, and looking at the record according to Bob and some of the experts out there, uh, you're looking at record highs over at uh, SRQ to the tune of 98 degrees, that's very warm. Uh, We have bottled water ready to go right here on our desktop. And uh, it's hot outside, you know. And Xavier and I have experienced the extreme heat here on the Sun Coast, out on the gridirons
0: lately. Oh, yes, absolutely. And um, Jane says Bob there, of course, I mean, Chief Meteorologist Bob Harrigan here at ABC7. You guys continue to tune into what he and all of our great team of meteorologists are bringing you weather wise. But let's get into the topic that's at hand in uh, our week of review here. I'm pretty sure we made some people bring the tissues out this week, James. Starting on Monday, telling the story of Bayshore offensive lineman Terrion Hilliard. Terrian comes to the Sun Coast. First off, he's a senior at Bayshore. It's his third year on their varsity football program, but he comes to the Sun Coast from the Midwest. He's originally from Indianapolis, but he's had many personal struggles and challenges in his life. He comes to the Suncoast after being forced to move here with his sister due to the unfortunate passing of his mother at a young age. But that young man, I I tell you, James, he is truly a story of perseverance and continuing to push on and not allowing anything to derail him and turning a tragedy into a triumph.
1: It's always about uh, doing something positive and doing something constructive. And a lot of the elders always taught us, hey, focus on doing something positive that you can help people and help yourself and, and utilize your time constructively and this young man has decided to come into the Sun Coast live with a family member and become the best student athlete he can be over at Bay Shore uh, and you had a, time, a chance to go out and meet him and interact with him. Uh, when I look at him I see a hard
0: worker a guy who
1: says uh, he can get better and there's brighter days ahead.
0: And that Bayshore program as a whole can definitely use some brighter days ahead. They went 0-9 a season ago, but with players returning to the program like Tarion and the staff that head coach Jamal Sanders is building over there, they could do some special things this year. I don't know if that means they're going to be a playoff team, a state championship level team, but... I don't expect another 0-9 record for the Bayshore Bruins this year. Those guys are out there. They're working hard. They're listening to their coaches. They're getting into the game plan. So we look forward to continuing to follow that story. On Tuesday, probably brought you guys some happy tears with the story of Omarion Patterson, a star two-way football player at Booker High School here in Sarasota. Omarion, we know what he can do on the field, James. But what's even more remarkable is what he's doing off of it. Omarion at the end of this school year will become the first member of his family to graduate from high school. And he also already has a full Division II football scholarship to Shorter University in Rome, Georgia. Now, I'm familiar with Shorter just a little. Being from the Georgia area, I've never been to the campus. But I am familiar with Shorter. When I was in high school, I did get a couple of letters of interest from Shorter. so. You know, that's just phenomenal for him to be able to come from where he's come from to be able to put this type of spotlight on his family.
1: Definitely. Uh, again, you talk about generational uh, solidifying the future. And what he's doing is he's able to earn a high school diploma from, as they say around here, the Booker High School and to share that with his family and by the way that football team looks like they're going to be pretty good with with Coach Littles and and a lot of the talented players and you had an opportunity to see them but what he's doing in the classroom with the academics and also the fact that he's able to solidify a D2 scholarship
0: he has that right now in his hands and that's a beautiful thing. Yes most definitely and you know, a huge thank you to his grandparents. They allowed me to come out and interview them in their home and help tell this story. And it was just beautiful all the way around to see how all of that's come together. You could see the emotion in his grandmother's eyes. You could, you could feel the tears starting to well up in his grandfather's eyes as I was sitting there. They are just filled with so much joy that their grandson is taking this family to new heights
1: oftentimes we often live vicariously that's because when you pour into the next generation and when when the grandfather and the grandparents have did everything they could to move that legacy on now they can sit back and watch and get an exclusive interview with you and talk about that next generation and watch him as he goes off to shorter or wherever else he may end up going but it's just great to see the family legacy move on, and they certainly opened up their living room and shared that information with you. And obviously, our audience was able to experience that. What a great story.
0: Yes, and congratulations to Omarion and his family on these wonderful accomplishments. But James, the big purpose of it being on Tuesday, and our news director, Jeff Slesser will probably say, you're burying the lead here. Omarion is the first ABC7 Sports Athlete of the Week. So congratulations to him on that honor as well. But we want to hear more about these student athletes in our area as well, but we need your help at home to help us get those stories out there. So all you have to do is go to our website, mysuncoast.com. Click on our share it tab. You will see a category for ABC seven sports athlete of the week. And there you can submit pictures and videos of who you feel is deserving of the honor of being the ABC7 Sports Athlete of the Week. James and I are always checking that daily, hourly, and we will take a look at that and we will get to the schools, we will get in touch with the people we need to get in touch with, and we will help get those stories told.
1: And this is a very important thing. Oftentimes, student athletes, they put the work in. They go to the library, they go to the weight room, uh, whether it's tennis or wrestling or or softball or whatever sport they're involved in cross-country. They really get after it and they kind of just do it without a lot of notoriety and fanfare. And oftentimes uh, it's important to give them kudos, so to speak, and let's go ahead and make sure they're able to get their publicity, if you will, here with us on ABC7 uh, Athlete of the Week, a tremendous opportunity for them and I'm sure that's something that they will carry with them for the rest of their lives and be proud about just like uh, earning a good grade or uh, scoring a touchdown or doing something special in a track meet uh, with, with Riverview on your chest or, or, you know, one of the local schools. So this is a great opportunity for community involvement, parents, teachers, students everybody even if you don't even know them but you happen to see them on ABC 7 on one of our Friday night football experiences and you say hey you know what I want to nominate this person or you see a group of young ladies uh, whether it be softball or whether it be any of the activities in our greater area whether it be Manatee or Sarasota counties respectively you have an opportunity to uh, share these great students with us so they can get the notoriety and the publicity they deserve.
0: Yes, absolutely, and for those of you who aren't familiar with our Share It tab and submitting things to our website, we will take those submissions however we can get them as well. If you wanna email us those pictures and videos, if you want to send us those through direct message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we are always looking on there as well. But we we just want those submissions. We want to get those in and we want to start telling those kids stories. And as James said, and I can't emphasize this enough even more, we want all of the sports. We don't just want the football, the baseball, the basketball, the big three that everybody loves and knows about the best. We want to hear about the golf, the tennis, the swimming. If there's badminton teams in the air, we want to hear these stories. So please make your submissions when you can. But... Talking about community here for a second, and this segues me into the story that we were able to tell on Wednesday about first-year head coach at Bradenton Christian Schools, the Panthers football program, Nate Straderman. He is so James. Here's the unique thing about Nate. Nate was offered a job to be a part of a collegiate staff that is being led by Terry Bowden. That is the son of the late legendary Bobby Bowden. We know Bobby from all those years with the Florida State Seminoles football program and the legacy that he built there. That is truly one of one. It's not every day that somebody turns down an opportunity like that. But at the last minute, from what I was told, and Nate confirmed this to me as well. He decided to stay right here on the Suncoast and take the job as the Bradenton Christian Panthers next head football coach. Largely due in part to continuing his family, but mostly his father's legacy. His father, Elton Straderman, is a legendary coach here on the Suncoast. Well known for his years with the Sarasota Sailors, but he also coached for a year as the offensive coordinator at Bradenton Christian. And Nate was a member of both staffs under Elton at Sarasota and Bradenton Christian. But sadly, early last year, Elton had a battle with COVID-19 that he was not able to beat. He passed away. And that really, that really was a sad time for the community. Elton was a very beloved figure in the Sarasota and Bradenton communities. And those fa- and families in the communities, they really rallied behind Nate and the Straderman family. But when Nate was announced as the head coach at Bradenton Christian earlier this year, that really brought smiles to a lot of faces. And I can't say thank you enough to Coach Nate for allowing me to come out and tell his story and his father's story this week as well.
1: Shout out to uh, the Strotterman family, uh, Mr. Elton uh, Strotterman, rest well, and also Coach uh, Nate Strotterman. What a remarkable decision he made. I mean, think about it. You work a very long time to reach certain objectives, right? And so what he decided to do was pivot and say, you know what, I'm gonna stay right here, right in the family legacy. And those opportunities, maybe they'll be available at a later date, you know, but the sacrifice, the the gift of giving, I'm gonna stay here, I'm gonna follow my dad's legacy because uh, and even Xavier shared some wonderful pictures and uh, those pictures uh, really depicted The relationship, you could see his legacy through his father and and both of those two gentlemen and what that means to this community. And obviously, when you see this, this is a special thing. And my mom always says there's no place like home as I've moved around the country with these TV jobs. So when you look at what he's able to do, again, right now, he could be in a conference meeting with one of the Bowdens. With Terry, he could be doing his thing, so to speak, at the college level. But he decided, you know what? Suncoast Strong, I'm going to stay right here and get some things done here in this community with the people I love and with the people who love myself and my family. And that's tremendous.
0: And he's a relatively young man as well. I'm not exactly sure what Nate's age is, but James, one of our young producers here, Karina Torluci, reached out to me early on Thursday morning when I was telling her what the story was that she was going to have for that morning, the story of Nate. And she just shared with me, she's like, I'm happy you were able to talk with him. I went to high school with him. I'm like, okay, now that explains to me just how young he really is. And his staff, he also has many members of his staff who are younger, too. We were able to speak to some of the coaches there. Ashton Cruz, the wide receivers coach. We were able to speak to the defensive coordinator as well. Those two guys played under Coach Elton Straderman, also better known as Coach E. They played under Coach E. So you talk about really continuing the legacy and really continuing to trailblaze paths of their own. It's just a phenomenal story there. And the two days I was able to go out to their practices last week as well. Those guys look like they're going to make some noise this year, James.
1: I mean, think about it. Everybody wants to be like their parents. Everybody looks at their family's legacy. And these are some of your first role models as you Uh, drink a bottle of milk or as they feed you a meal. You look at your parents and your family members and you're trying to emulate their success. Here you have a young man who has an opportunity of a lifetime. This is not happening very often. So he's able to coach where his father coached in the environment that he grew up in and he knows it like the back of his hand. Special thing and because of that, the improvement of the football team and in, in some of the schemes and the philosophies and some of the things they like to do and the styles and the personnel and the players, the student athletes, they will
0: get better. And speaking of people who are making special moves and improvements to football programs, not that the Venice football program is a stranger to having improvements to the football program every year with what Coach Peacock has been able to build down there over the years, of course, under the guidance and leadership of Pete Dombrowski as well, the athletic director. James, you had a chance to get out and talk to Charles Lester III, the five-star commit who weeks ago we learned we were there for at the R.L. Taylor Complex Center, his commitment to Florida State. But this will be his first year as a Venice Indian. It'll be his only year as well. He's a senior. He spent his first three years of high school at Riverview. And I just remember calling this kid's name last year, this young man. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. But tell us what makes him special beyond the football field.
1: When you look at this guy, and when we got to the Robert L. Taylor Center and we were anticipating, everybody was there waiting for his arrival. And so he shows up in a Mercedes drop top with some other gentlemen, and I'm using the term rock star. You know, I I didn't know if I was at a concert or a football game or it had that kind of energy. And so he's special. He's a special talent, not only in the classroom, on the field, but just in regular life. Uh, He carries himself a certain way and he's a very interesting person. Uh, had an opportunity to see him in his uh, green and white jersey and his black and green jersey down at Venice running routes catching the football and really fitting in and incorporating what he does with what they do at Venice and it was tremendous. Uh, Peacock says this guy's a, a quality player and they're really happy to have him and he's excited to be there and you know you leave Riverview and the Riverview Rams that's a story program you leave Riverview and you go down to until you get to Venice and, and when you get there it's another powerhouse looking to want to win another state championship and that's what they do down there and he's hoping to be a part of that legacy
0: this season yeah, when we interviewed Lester back on the night of his commitment at Florida State and James asked him why go to Venice now, he simply just said to him, It's different here. And we know that it's different in Venice compared to most other schools here on the Sun Coast. We know they are known for having a tradition of winning. But that does not only happen in football, ladies and gentlemen, that happens in a lot of sports. And. Their athletic director, Pete Dombrowski, down at Venice, he told me about a month ago when I had the chance to go sit down and just introduce myself to him, wonderful, warm guy, told me one of the proudest things he is when it comes to what their athletics program has been is the longevity and the stay of many of their coaches, from Coach Peacock of the football team, to their baseball coach, to their volleyball coach, who has been there for now going into his 30th season, Mr. Brian Wheatley. And on Friday, I had a chance to tell his story of just the success that they've had throughout the program, James. Since Brian Wheatley has been at Venice, his first season was 1994, this is gonna be the 30th season. We're gonna get into some more special accolades that he's gonna have a chance to accomplish this year in just a moment. They have won six state titles, the first coming in 1998, then followed in 2005, then in 2012, 2014, 2017. And of course, last year, 2022, being the reigning state champions. But when I think about those six championships, there is one name in sports in particular that I associate with six championships. And I don't even have to say his name, James. I already know, you know exactly where I'm going with this. But Wheatley seems to be trying to get on the level of the guy that's got seven championships. He seems trying to surpass what Jordan was able to do in the NBA. Now, of course, listen, we know that this is a high school level and we're just having fun with this. But this is just phenomenal, the legacy that he's been able to build down there. Seven is a complete number,
1: right? You think about what, what obviously, what Michael Jordan was able to do with the Bulls and also his three-peats, right, two different times. And, obviously, he was here on the Sun Coast playing some baseball with the White Sox. But then you think about what Coach is doing at Venice. It's a powerhouse, the longevity, the consistency to be there since 1994, and Xavier knows this, whenever you go to Venice High School and you go around back to the gymnasium and you go in, there's a corridor, there's a hallway. It's got it has glass cabinets and it's filled with state championship trophies, district titles. There's so many trophies, you'd need they won't be moved. There's just too many. And he's able to provide that legacy with the young ladies in his program. They're defending state champions. Very good team, very good. And who knows, they might do something special. Again, this year, I would not put it past them.
0: And it's interesting that you bring up the point of Michael Jordan being on the Suncoast at one time playing baseball. The time that he was here on the Suncoast playing baseball, ladies and gentlemen, Wheatley was walking into the door at Venice to start establishing what he's built up until this point right now. Jordan was here around 93, 94. Wheatley's first season with Venice was 94. So the correlation there is just absolutely phenomenal. But yes, the lady Indians have a chance for the first time in school history to go back to back and win state championships. But, James, whenever I asked that question to Wheatley or any of his players last week, said, no, we understand that. It would be a huge honor. But the focus is on right now. It is about when. What's important now? And that mindset is just absolutely phenomenal for these ladies and this coach and this coaching staff to have. And I can't wait to get down there and cover some of these games this year. You know,
1: they're staying in the moment. They're staying grounded, so to speak, they're focused, and they're not looking at that trophy case and saying, hey, we wanna add to it. Sure they do, but what they're doing is focusing one day at a time. That, I can't speak for them, but it appears that they are just focusing one day at a time, and as they do that, and they look back at their journey, then that's when you see, okay, they won a, a number of games. Now they're stackpiling district championships. Now here they are at the state championship game again, and boom, they're winning these games. And again, you talk about legacy, and at Venice, as they say, it's different here.
0: And the special thing about Wheatley as well is he's been a teacher at Venice for 30 years as well. And, you know, of course, he loves the rings and the titles and the accolades, but at the end of the day, that's not the most important thing to him. He told me... He said, listen, I care more about the type of people I am molding these players into becoming. They're going to be a part of a team for the rest of their life. Whether they go to college and they join a sorority, they play college volleyball, if they get involved in the world of business, they're going to be on a team for the rest of their lives. And it's important that they know how to be a good teammate. So, congratulations to Coach Wheatley on 30 years just absolutely phenomenal, the legacy that they've built down there. We wish the ladies luck in their quest to going back-to-back as state champions. And James, when they take the court on August 22nd for their season opener, regular season opener against the Sarasota Sailors, Coach Wheatley is going to be going for his 700th victory. Now, that's huge. Let's wrap our
1: brains around that if we can, 700 victories. Not 70, not seven, 700. That means you've been in the game a long time. That means that you've prepared for 700 different games and and your teams have won those matches. This is huge and trust us, we will have it covered for you. I'm sure Xavier will be all over it. This is huge, it's a milestone, right? This is history in the making and this is uh, the Sun Coast, and this is phenomenal. You talk about Venice special,
0: as as they say, it's different here. And speaking of special, James, you've had an opportunity to get out to Southeast High School and Manatee High Schools over the weekend. What's going on out there?
1: Southeast High School is a
0: very interesting
1: place. Uh, recently, uh, we were at a media day, and we had the opportunity to meet with some several coaches. Uh, Coach Brett Timmons was there, and he represents Southeast High School. He's the head football coach, and it's a full circle experience for him because he actually grew up in the area and played football there, went on to Tulane University, and and ultimately got into the coaching uh, profession and came back to return home to give back, and now he's working with his students. He's working with his student athletes. He's working with young people here in the Bradenton area. And I was really, uh, it was really interesting just to see his interaction with his team and and even his colleagues and, and to show how much he cares for them. Now, as we know, and we opened up at the top of this podcast with the heat and the heat index, it's been so warm around here on the Sun Coast teams have had to be creative with how they could work through the heat and the weather and also get in their football practices because the big games are coming up soon and you know you'll be watching those and and hearing that information from us uh, here at ABC 7 but but the thing is this gentleman was so compassionate instead of putting them out on the field in tremendous heat for the duration He changed, he flipped the script. He used the old gymnasium as a practice bubble. Hey, let's go do walkthrough. Let's get some water. Let's do it this way. And then we can always go outside and get both aspects in and also do some walkthroughs on the grass and throw it around and put the helmet on. So he showed a different dimension in coaching. He showed the caring aspect.
0: And that's very important. I mean, we've we've heard different instances over the years, unfortunately, of high school, college, and even pro athletes being out in those heat-exhausted level conditions and having heat strokes and medical episodes and some even losing their lives. So it's very refreshing to see that we have coaches who are taking these things very serious because as James, when he said at the beginning of the podcast of this episode, we've been out there in that heat this week and all we've had to do are live shots. Imagine having to be out there for hours upon hours. Like those players are, it's no joke out there. It's extremely
1: warm. And imagine being 16 years old with a football helmet on. Yeah. You have on shorts and a t-shirt but it's well over a hundred degrees as you know when you go to the grocery store or you go outside to check your mailbox. It's extremely warm so imagine competing at an athletic level and it's not like you're a millionaire playing for a professional team. You're doing this as a young student athlete you love the game and also the coaching staff they really appreciate and are really into cultivating and helping these young people learn some life skills and and develop and and come together as a team. So this is a special thing just to see this from afar and to interact with the coach and the players. And you could see that bond developing. They struggled last year. They only won one game. They were one and eight. Uh, And according to Coach Timmons and his guys, they want to do something about that this season. And there's a lot of competitive football teams here in the Suncoast, but they feel like they're better than one victory this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let's also talk about your experience at Manatee, because they were actually practicing on the inside from what I was able to see.
1: Yeah, Manatee High School. Very interesting. Uh, You talk about a program. You talk about a community environment, a beautiful campus, a historic campus. Very nice stadium. There's a lot of nice stadiums here on the Suncoast at the different respective schools. Uh, They have a coach in uh, Jaquez Green who we know from, he grew up in Georgia uh, played football at the University of Florida. Full resume by the way uh, in terms of a national champion with the Gators went on to the NFL and he's a guy who's giving back you go out there to Manatee it's not even about him. It's about those students out there on the football field and again the same kind of care is involved you get a walkthrough inside the old school gym then they go out and play and practice on brand new turf and it's about the community and manatee as a program and uh, they're go- also going to be good what I was able to see out there a- as guys say in a the barbershop uh, they're going to be a problem
0: Yeah, they took some strides last year, and we look forward to seeing them take the next step this year. We look forward to seeing all of our teams take the next step this year in all of the sports that they play. But that's going to wrap up another edition here of the ABC7 Sports In Between the Lines podcast. We got some great stories in the works next week. Kickoff Classic is next week. James is going to be somewhere. I'm going to be somewhere. We look forward to bringing you that action. We look forward to welcoming some coaches and athletic directors to our station next week for our ABC7 Fall Sports Bash. We look forward to interacting and mingling with you guys. But thanks so much, everyone, for listening in. May you have green lights and blue skies. We'll see you later.